this is my first big episode, and, and I say big because it was quite an ordeal to edit, uh, receiving three responses from people. Initially, I just sent out uh, letters to a few people because I wasn't sure who I would hear back from. Then as soon as I heard back from more than one, I got pretty excited about the idea of collecting diverse opinions. Hi, I'm Habiba. I'm an interaction designer by profession and um, an industrial designer by practice. And that was kind of a mini intro, I guess, that could be symbolic about <laughs> how confused I am about the subject of work. And um, I guess for me, the confusion stems from the idea that um, work for me is probably the most important thing in my life right now. And not necessarily, my, I'm not necessarily talking about work in, in terms of a, like a the context of a job, but work in terms of what I do, um, that fulfills me and what I do, um, in terms of, of my field of practice. And that could be within a, a specific job environment or outside. And I think, I think work and, and my personal life are very intertwined. And I think it's, I always thought it was really weird how people chose to purposely create a barrier between the subject of work and their personal life because I was I guess my family all like all of them kind of are business owners and they they like lived, breathed and, you know worked all the time. You know, there's no such thing as office hours. And so you know, getting used to the whole nine to five cultures isn't something that I'm necessarily adjusted to, nor do I think it is something I'll adjust to because for me, work is is very much about what makes me happy and what makes me passionate and what makes me feel fulfilled. And if I only have to feel like that from nine to five, I it's kind of pointless, isn't it? You know, it just means that I'm unhappy doing what I love the most, which is, is working. You know, it sounds kind of sad. It almost makes me sound like I don't have a life, but I do. But <laughs> I really do. <laughs> it's just, for me, work is something that fulfills you. And it's something that I think it's an opportunity for people to create a lot of impact and make a change through whatever field of practice. And I think I'm very lucky to be in a field of practice that I love and, and one that I think has can be such a proponent of change and for the better. But anyways, 
I'm going to get into the whole rant again, but I think also the subject of work can be so confusing because people can always have this one perception of what they want to do. And that was who I was for the majority of my life. You know, the first, the first three quarters of my life, I thought, okay, this is, this is what I'm studying and this is what I'm going to do. And that's that, you know, but I think the last two years, I think of college, it was just a whirlwind of confusion. I had no clue where I was going and I was studying one thing, but taking classes in completely different things. You know, I studied industrial design, but then took classes in, in development and took classes in economics and took classes in, in business. And, and it ended up being so, so weird. And it ended up being a time where I had to discover a lot about myself and what I felt was, was making me feel passionate about my work. And it ended up being just this whole like melange of, of subjects. And I realized that, and even now, I'm at a really strong, a really like important point of confusion in my life that I should take advantage of. And although I technically didn't study interaction design, it is something that I wanted to try. And I think that's what work is. It's trying things out until you realize that this is what's making me passionate and this is what's making me happiest the most. Otherwise, it's, you're going to live a somewhat unfulfilling life. Anyways, I hope that doesn't end on such a dark note. <laughs> but <laughs> sincerely, Abiba. This is Chris Castaneda, and I'm an interaction designer. I think it's always a very interesting topic when it comes to talking about the different uh, ways in which we all got our starts um, in the industry. Now, talking about design, usually we all go to art school, we all do something that has to do with art, and somehow we end up working in design as a default. Now, in my case, it's actually a bit different. I was always into sports. I was always... uh, in varsity teams in school I always wanted to be a football player I always wanted to be a soccer player so that was my first uh, option it was always what I wanted to do in life and fairly young I was 17 years old I got a pretty bad injury that really meant that I really could not go into it as I wanted to so fairly early on I kind of realized that I needed to think of something else and I you know, you always think of all these other things you want to do. You want to be a doctor, you want to be a lawyer, you want to be all that. For me, really, uh, it, I fell in love with uh, 3D animation was coming uh, up, you know, big at the time. So animation became this huge thing that I, I was falling in love with it. And I decided that what I wanted to do with my life was to be an animator and you know, make movies and work computers and go to school in order to make these movies. And I was in love with the, the idea of being able to create something like that. So uh, I started to look into that. Uh, there would be counselors that would come to school to talk to you about what you wanted to do. And um, there was this thing that happened once. This actually is one of the stories that I like to tell sometimes because I think it's quite funny. Um, 
they came to school and they talked to you about, you know, the, the, the different options that you have. What uh, if you want to be this, you probably have to study that. If you want to go here, you have to go there. So I uh, talked to this person that came from, um, I forget the actual uh, university from which he came. And he asked me what I wanted to do. And I said, I always wanted to do animation. I want to do animation. That's what I want to do. And he says, okay, so that's great. What you have to do is you have to become a graphic designer. At the time, obviously, I have no idea what a graphic designer is. So I say, okay, fine. That's, that's exactly what I want to do. So uh, being a senior in college, sorry, in, in high school, I think, um, you know, I decided to go and apply for a graphic design program. I ended up going to St. John's University in Queens, in New York, and uh, fairly, you know, fairly well for the first couple of years, uh, you always had have to take some general classes, you take some art classes, some computer classes. And I never really, I never realized there was anything wrong with what I was doing. Um, probably about halfway through my college career, when I was about in my second year, I started to realize that I was not getting what I wanted in terms of, of the animation experience. I was not doing any animation studying. There was no classes for the for, um, that were, you know, coming in the future that had anything to do with animation. And I wanted to talk to my counselor a few times. And then I come to find out that, first of all, graphic design has nothing to do with animation, obviously. And secondly, my school does not have an animation program at all. So it was fairly interesting for me at the time, the decision I had to make whether I wanted to move to a different college, pretty much restart my process if I wanted to become an animator, maybe, you know, spend a lot more money. So, um, I decided to stay and continue with graphic design. Big thing was I also had a, a full scholarship, so it, was, it really didn't make sense for me to to move to, to a different place being you know so far along already. So I decided to stick with that and I ended up getting a graphic design degree, which you know, uh, it eventually got me to do web design and digital design and all that. And that's really how I got into it. So it's, you know, it's a fairly interesting way of, uh, of how, you know, to see how things happen for me, um, I've always had that motivation to create something, to do something, and from wanting to create, wanting to create something, animation, completely, you know, moved away from it, and ended up wanting to create things and digital things, as you know, that were becoming big websites were incredibly huge at the time. Everyone wanted to be a web designer, so that's what I ended up, uh, you know, um, that ended up being my starting point. Um, my motivation has always been uh, a little bit uh, varied, I would say. At the beginning, I had a fairly hard time trying to, you know, work and what I wanted to work. Uh, web design jobs were, even though the industry was growing, they were not that easy to come by. It was fairly difficult to to get a web design job, you know, especially even, you know, even after going to a fairly good really nice, very well-known place as an intern, it was still difficult to get a web design job. There were so many people in the industry already. Um, the motivation really became 
exclusively about trying to actually work and what I wanted, trying to actually make use of that degree that I got and trying to do something with it, you know. I was doing all these different jobs and other types of jobs, every office and uh, helping, uh, tutoring, teaching, all those other kinds of things. And my motivation was really about trying to do something with what I learned. So at that point, it, everything was about trying to get design work somehow, somewhere. Um, eventually, you know, moving along, things happen, then you get the opportunity to actually do what you wanted to do. And um, so once I was fairly established as a designer already, it really became about uh, showing that I belonged. It became a little bit more about, hey, it took me this long to get here. Maybe other people were lucky that were able to get right out of, sc- out of school and get a job in design, working what they wanted from the beginning. But in my case, it wasn't like that. So after a few years, what I when, once I actually got in the industry, I was motivated to show that I actually belong there that it was the right place for me to be and it, it became a place where i wanted to show my capabilities and to show that i was actually a designer and i think uh, that's when i started to kind of realize that motivations really really tend to evolve over time it's never something that that, that stays the same you're never always motivated by the same thing you can always have, you know, you can always be motivated by family, by money, by the desire to grow as a person, as a professional, uh, the desire to challenge yourself, perhaps. There's so many things that can motivate you to, to do what you want to do. But I think that is the, the, the one thing that doesn't change is the fact that motivation always changes. So after establishing myself in the industry, motivation became more about just showing that I was grateful at one point. So I had experience uh, dealing with uh, people that probably were not in the same place. People, and as bad as it sounds, seem to be extremely picky and extremely um, unpleasant when it came to complaining about the things that they didn't want at, at a job. They, you know, they they wanted to do some projects only and they were only willing to do some things and they only would do it at a certain time. In my case, it, it just shocked me because in my case, it was like, oh, I, I, I really don't get this because in my mind, I'm just grateful for the fact that I'm actually working, for the fact that I actually have a job and for the fact that I'm actually working in what I love and what I want to do. So, you know, at that point, it was about kind of um, the desire to to show that that gratitude towards the, the the people that had given me the opportunities to do to do this. And as I grew a bit more in in, in the profession, I started to see how um, you know understand a little bit of, how, of why uh, people felt the way they felt. You know. Um, motivation again evolved into something else and it became about what I can do with my work so it became about trying to to do something important with it trying to create something that that makes a difference um the motivation became about working in projects so you can actually see bringing some kind of value to you know um a particular industry a particular service uh, just society in general to people to do something about that that became the motivation now it was about trying to find that project that would allow you to provide some kind of help or service to someone and that that is the ultimate motivation of a designer at that point i think that something else uh, is worth mentioning is people as motivation in general 
I think the one thing that stays constant throughout the this evolution of your motivations and your desire to do what you do and why you love to do what you do is people. Um, sometimes uh, it is overlooked. It is, the importance of the, the role that people play is a little bit um, downplayed, but I think it is one of the most important things. Uh, the idea of uh, being able to work with someone, the desire to learn from someone, to collaborate and make something together, it's something that has become an incredibly important part of my design life, design career in general. And uh, it has become probably, if not the first, probably the second uh, main motivation for me to do what I do. So in essence, I think it's been a process. I think it's always, that's always changing. I think that it will always change. Maybe in the future, it would actually be about money. You know, you never know. Maybe it will be about getting that big job that will allow me to get all the things that I want and maybe work less hours and spend more time with my family as, you know, as I actually start a family. Um, your personal life will always be a big influence. But at the end of the day, I think that as long as you maintain that motivation fresh, as long as something else is always motivating you so that you don't, you know, you don't stay stuck at one place, I think that's everything's about that. Hi, I'm Josh, and I'm an editor for a podcast network. Hey, Rob. Uh, first of all, thanks for letting me be part of the show. I think it's a really interesting concept. So to answer your questions, first, why I do what I do? Oh man, I, I had to keep myself from overthinking this question quite a bit, because I, I could probably talk myself so far down a rabbit hole that I wouldn't be able to talk myself back out. So I got to keep myself <laughs> in check. Uh, but first of all, what I do, I'm an editor for uh, several shows about technology that are first streamed online. Uh, live and then are made available later as podcasts um, downloaded. I also do writing content for the website. And uh, the reason why I do it goes all the way back to when I was a kid. So I was like 10 years old, maybe even younger than that. And I discovered this local radio morning show that was doing the crazy radio antics uh, every morning. You know, the typical radio stuff. Although I didn't know that was just typical radio stuff at the time. I was just a little kid. All I knew is that they were having fun doing these crazy things, and they were getting paid for it. I thought that was crazy. I had to find out more about that. So I wound up calling the studio line. And that was another thing, by the way, that I was shocked about. I actually got in touch with them. I talked to them. And, uh, and, and at the time, as a kid, I didn't know the difference between local celebrities and big-time celebrities. So I'm talking to what I think are celebrities that I've been listening to every morning. And I probably drove them freaking crazy. Because I was asking them tons of questions about the industry, but I actually learned quite a bit through that. So, um, you know, a few years later, I took an internship at 17 or so. And I wound up working in radio for the next 10 years. And I think it was halfway through my radio career that I discovered podcasting, which was made possible by the Internet. Um, new media started becoming uh, more popular. And the show that I actually listened to a lot was all about technology. 
So not only is it new media, but it's technology, which was also a passion of mine and a hobby. So combining the two things was incredible. So I was listening to that every week. And meanwhile, in radio where I was, things started to change. Um, Radio started to automate more. They were getting rid of people more. I think at one point, one of the stations I was at only had one live show a day, which was obviously quite a bit different from what I was excited by as a kid. It was kind of an uninspiring situation to be in. I still loved what I did, and I still loved the industry, but I just wasn't as happy, I guess, about where I was anymore. Meanwhile, though, I started to get to know people at the podcast, uh, the, the new media company, and I wound up actually leaving radio to take a job there and move across the country to work there. Um, that's where the whole what is work question comes in, because my priorities about work changed from when I worked at the traditional radio station to the new media company. Before I started working in radio, I was laser-focused on doing the crazy morning radio antics that I had heard so much of as a kid. That's all I wanted to do. That's the one thing I wanted to do. And my, my philosophy, my thinking back then was, man, you know... I want to be behind the mic and I want to be on air. So whoever is willing to pay me to do that, that's where I'm going to go. That's what I'm going to do. Doesn't matter. As long as they're paying me to do what I love, I'm going to do that forever. I'll do that till I'm 80. Well, um, the more that I did that, you know, I still loved the position and everything, but the, the where and the who I was doing this for became more important, especially when I started to find out more about this other new media company that was doing really exciting stuff, shows about technology and everything. And I just, I I got to the point where I was thinking, man, you know, I think I would take any job if I could be a part of that, to be a part of something that I believed in so strongly and was so like, just, you know, fascinated by So when I went to work in the new media company, I still stayed in the same line of work. I was still doing broadcasting type things. Um, But it was it was quite a a move because originally all I wanted to do was radio. And now I'm doing video and audio stuff, editing and even doing writing, too. I'm branching out more to, to do this for this other company. And I was okay with that. Um, I was more than okay with that because it meant I could be somewhere that I really believed in instead of these other companies that it was like, well, you know, I like this one position, but man, the people and the company, I don't know. This place, though, took that to a new level. So I guess my emphasis on what was important changed from what I specifically did to where I did it and who I did it for. That became really important. The, the where and the who almost became more important than what I did. So that's what work is to me. And, and of course, at the very basic level, it's a paycheck and it's a way to live life the way you want to. And it's a way to feel fulfilled and contribute to the world and all that other stuff. <laughs> of course, it's that too. Um, but most of all, it's being somewhere that, I'm, that I want to be with people that I want to spend time with and and be part of this thing that's creating 
a product that I'm really proud of and, um, and believe in. So yeah, that's where I'm at with work and why I do what I do. So thanks again for having me on the show and, uh, yeah, uh, talk to you later. Sincerely, Josh.